the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Ask the Lawyer with Mike Connors. Got questions concerning elder or state law? Attorney Mike Connors has the answer. He's been recognized as one of New York's top lawyers by New York Magazine and brings over 30 years' experience to the table. Call him now at 866-970-9622. That's 866-970-9622 and Ask the Lawyer. Here's Mike Connors. We are gathered here on hallowed ground. Well, welcome to Ask the Lawyer with me, Mike Connors. And this show is about estate planning and elder law. And the first part of the show, I should say, is about estate planning and elder law. The idea behind estate planning is to pass assets from one generation to the next, paying the least amount in taxes we need to pay legally, avoiding going through court, avoiding probate, and as far as elder law is concerned, trying to save assets from nursing home bills. The company meets tonight is my wife, Beth. And Beth, we have an email question. Let's get that out of the way. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Mr. Connors. What information and documents should I sh- gather in order to have my will prepared? Thanks, Jacob. Okay, well, basically you want to know the names and addresses of the people you wish to, to name in your will, whether it's your children or, or other relatives. We also want to know who your next of kin, who, what, who are the people that are your next of kin, whether you name them in your will or not. We want a rough list of your assets, including you know what real estate you own and what you know bank accounts, brokerage accounts you own. And some pers- personal background, not much, you know, driver's license, you know, where you're from, so forth, date of birth, how old you are. But that we can get off your driver's license. So it's not that hard, but that's basically it, and then we talk from there. And if you can call any one of our offices and get an appointment anytime you want. All right, who's on line two, James? Line two? Is that Catherine? That's Catherine, yeah. Do you have Catherine? Catherine? To ask you a question, my husband passed away. And on our house, um, we were both on the deed. And only one of us was on the mortgage. He was on the mortgage. Um, When he passed away, I had gone to an estate attorney who basically told me that I should just continue to pay the mortgage and not worry about mortgage because then it becomes my credit report solely and so on and so forth. So long story short, I did that. It's now almost near the end of the mortgage, and I want to pay it off. If I now do that, do I have to essentially be changing this over as if I'm buying that from him and have to do closing? No, okay, now let me just... Both names were on the deed as joint tenants or husband and wife? Did we lose her? Yes. Okay. 
both 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 names are on the deed as husband and wife. Yes. You really don't have to do much of anything. The The bank will will prepare the papers that the mortgage is paid. If you want to sell a mortgage, the house again and refinance, all you need to do is a death certificate from your husband. So it doesn't go into a whole new closing where I have to pay sales tax. It just goes over to me as the wife. Just goes over automatically to you as the wife. When you sell it, you need a death certificate. That's about it. Okay. Okay. Thank you. All right. All right, we skipped over Minda because I couldn't read the information. Minda, what's your question? We have a problem with the phones tonight. Minda? Hello? Yes. Hello, Mr. Connors? Yes. Yeah, good evening, sir. I have a question. I'm 70 years old, and uh, I want to know when should I have an estate plan? Well, at 70, it's about time to think seriously about an estate plan. Everybody should have some kind of estate plan. And the younger you are, you know, maybe you just have a will in place. But at 70, it's time to take a serious question of, of you know, who, who do you want to get your assets? What documents do you want to have? What documents who are you going to name to take care of you? Because, you know, like right now in New Jersey, it takes five years to protect assets from nursing home bills. So a lot of people like to get that five-year clock started by putting assets in a trust today. And at 70, you usually run the odds because usually very few people go to a nursing home before the 75. But that also depends on your family and other factors. But anybody 70 years old should have a will. If they have relatives they can trust, should have a power of attorney and should have a medical proxy if if they don't have that. So does that answer your question? The time is now. Oh, I appreciate your answer to my question, Mr. Connor. I thank you very much. Okay, thank you. All right, so now, Beth, you want to talk a little bit about Gettysburg. We but, had a great time. But let me just mention to the guests we have on, we have Corbin Burson, who was, you know, in L.A. Law, and he was also in the movie series uh, Major League. We have Mike Long, chairman of the Conservative Party in New York State, and we have... Two of your favorite political commentators, Diamond and Silk. It's going to be fun. Yeah. This is so a that, fun show. So that's how we got on tonight. Okay. Before we get into, into our nice, fun show, uh-oh, do we have another call? Well, let me go ahead. And, we had so much. We were at Gettysburg, and it was for the anniversary of the movie Gettysburg. And, of course, Ron Maxwell was there, and um, pictures were taken, and we saw the the new they spiffed up the movie, and so we saw that. And, of course, our buddy Pat Falsey was there, and um, Stephen Lang was there. And there were historians, which made it a lot of fun. And we had our um, our local um, historian, Howard Holzer. He was there, Lincoln Fellow. And then I guess it's one of his um, competitors, um, Professor Guelzo was there, and of course one of my all-time favorites, um, Professor Robinson Robertson. Now, so. Bud Robertson will be at the Civil War Roundtable in December. And anybody, <laughs> please, I know we talk about Mr. Bars all the time. Well, Bud Robertson's right up there with him, and he's got a new book out about Abraham Lincoln, so uh, our December Roundtable's going to be absolutely great. And as you can hear, we both caught colds, but I'm at the end of mine, but Mr. Connors is still sick. So um, 
but we're doing okay. But it it really was fun. It was much colder, I think, than we were expecting. I think that's we went with several people from the office. Oh, tell them about um, oh my goodness, Stephen Lang was so sweet to the daughter of one Glad of our. Maya. Yeah. My about one of our attorneys from the office, Joanna. Her whole family went, her husband and her children. But Stephen Lang, I mean, you you saw it, just sat and took so much time talking about history and the movie with that sweet little girl. So I, I think everybody had a great time. All right. It was the 25th anniversary of the movie Gettysburg. We had Ron Maxwell on the week before that. So we got a lot of interviews coming up today, so we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we'll be listening to Corbin Burson. I'm in a good place in my life. And I'm energized by new adventures. I've got friends to laugh with. And a good relationship. But even though I'm kind of comfortable, I sometimes wonder, is there something more? Could God in church be what you're looking for? Come and see at CatholicsComeHome.com. For our Ask the Lawyer friends and listeners, you can attend any of Connors & Sullivan's free seminars on elder law, Medicaid, wills, and estate planning, and more. Yes, it's all free and all close to you. So come to Connors & Sullivan's free seminars. On Tuesday, October 23rd at Bocelli Restaurante, 1250 Highland Boulevard in Staten Island at 11 a.m., 3 p.m., and 7 p.m., and at the 3 West Club, 3 West 51st Street in Midtown, Manhattan on Thursday, October 25th at 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. Can't go to any Connors & Sullivan's free seminars? Then call Connors & Sullivan at 718-238-6500 for your own free office appointment. Make an educated decision on your estate and family legal solutions today. Just call Connors & Sullivan at 718-238-6500. That's Connors & Sullivan, 718 238 6500 or go to connorsandsullivan.com that's connorsandsullivan.com find out what you're entitled to come to a connors and sullivan free seminar for more information call 718-238-6500 or go to connorsandsullivan.com connors and sullivan plan now for later Welcome back to Ask the Lawyer with Mike Connors. Welcome to the Connors Corner segment of Ask the Lawyer. With me right now, you know we don't do we usually don't talk about divorce on our show, but we do have a, a very famous divorce lawyer with us, or actually a guy who played a divorce lawyer in LA Law, the great Corbin Burnson. How you doing today, sir? Good man. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Obviously everybody remembers from LA Law, Major League or whatever. Right. What are you up to today? Uh today well I'm I'm still acting. I do, uh, uh, you know, just in, uh, just finished a, a season of uh, The Punisher, which will be coming out next uh, year, uh, 2019. Uh, I did a, a series called Happen Women last year. I mean, I've been, these sort of four and five episode arcs of these newer shows. I've been doing quite a bit of that. Um, and uh, getting together with my castmates from LA Law for Chile coming up, which will be uh, a lot of fun. So, uh, that and uh, doing some writing, and uh, I made a big move from the West Coast to the East Coast 
uh, got out of Los Angeles and moved up to uh, uh, upstate New York. Okay. Where upstate? Hudson. Uh, yeah, okay. below Albany. Yeah, okay. It's a nice old, nice old town. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. So let me ask you something. Chiller, what is that? Chiller is a, it's a you know, I'm going to call it a Comic-Con. They all are called Comic-Cons these days. It's a place where it's these conventions of, uh, you know, people come together. And it used to be just a, it's a, it's strictly out of San Diego. It's a Comic-Con. That, they own that. Uh, but there are these, uh, you know, all around the country are these get-togethers, let's call it like that, where people come in from different genres or pop culture. You, you know, people buy stuff and they see celebrities that are from a certain generational uh, thing, autographs. Uh, you know, we do panels and speeches and all sorts of stuff to just uh, interact with the, you know, the, the fan base. Um, it's it's you know, a little bit like, it's not theater, but it's, you know, like coming live to a town where people get to interact with uh, people they normally wouldn't be able to. So is it like a tour or are you going to be in one place? No, no, it's not a tour. It's, not, it's definitely not that. There are different, around the country, there are different Comic-Cons all over the place. Chiller is one of them, which is, it started out, obviously, a little bit more uh, skewed towards horror. Um, chiller, you know, like Chiller. Uh, right. But uh, there are different ones. There's sports ones. There's, there's, uh, there, there are all sorts of different, uh, these conventions, and they've really turned into, like, pop culture stuff. So, you know, it's where people... You know, people got I me. Mean, some of them they're crazy. They dress up and do costumes and all that. And there's one for Star Trek. Uh, but it's not tour. It's just they're around the country. And you know, I myself don't do a ton of them. Uh, I'll pop in where it's a, you know an interesting thing or idea like the cast of LA Ball getting together. Now let me ask you something. Going way back, how did you get into acting? Uh, my mother was uh, an actress, uh, an actor. Uh, and my father was an agent for writers and directors, so it was it was, it was somewhat the family business. I avoided it for as long as I could until I realized that I just loved doing it. And uh, in about 19, I changed my mind from all other things I wanted to do in my life and uh, went to UCLA and got my uh, degree in uh, bachelor's degree and I got a master's degree in, uh, in playwriting. Have you explored that? I know you said you were trying to write, so what, what, what kind no, of material? I, I, um, I've been writing uh, uh, small films. Uh, I've written, produced, directed in, you know, ten smaller films that are more skewed toward the family and uh, faith. Although I have to be careful, you don't mix it up with the heavy-duty religious stuff. I call it more inspirational uh, stories. A lot of stuff that I'm now 64. Things that you know I want to. I'm, there's no use in me going back and re-exploring. Being a 22-year-old falling in love for the first time. There's great stories of you know uh, people from their 40s into their 80s, 90s, um, and I can relate to it more. So I, I'm enjoying. I'm writing about this time in life, and it's it's interesting. Uh, you know, we're I'm 64, and just read something about Martin Ball the other day in the newspaper. Still consider himself a hippie, you know. So we sort of grow out of that period of the 60s and 70s, and here we are, you know, 60 and 70 years old, and uh, but we come from that generation that's still vibrant with music and, you know, that, the entire culture. So uh, there, there's a lot to write about. It's just we're not our, you know, we're not our parents, 60 and 70 year olds. No, I can attest to that. You know, listen, when I was a yeah. kid, if you were 65 years of age, you were old. Today, it's not you're, the you're, same you're world. Old, you retired, and you felt old, and you retired, and you bought the RV, and went, you know, I, I don't know, doing what, but you know, I'm still, I'm 64, and there's 
new things I want to do, excited to do. Um, you know, and we're, you know, we've been provided with the medical ability to keep us around longer, healthier, if we take any of the advice that's out there, uh, you know, and uh, just the inventive technology, making it not so difficult to explore new things that you might not have wanted to before you're in your 60s, if you've worked hard, you know, like, yeah, you've worked hard your whole life, you know, get your watch and go get a fishing boat. I understand that then, but uh, because the access to things was very difficult. Now we can access, we can figure out, we can take road trips. We know what we're doing, where we're going. And, you know, there's just a lot less hassle to it. Um, so I think we have, uh, you know, the combination of things uh, gives us the ability to, uh, you know, push ourselves forward a little bit more at a later age of life. Anyway, all that stuff comes with new problems. You still lose people. You still, you know, you have to grieve. You have to fall in, people do fall in love. People have children, have opioid problems, whatever, you know, whatever it is. Um, there's a lot to explore, uh, you know, uh, and I, I, I don't know, I'm 64, I don't know how old you are. There's a lot to explore into your 60s and 70s, especially come, because we come from this mindset where we don't, they, you ask anybody, it's like somebody said the other day, you know, I'm 32 between my ears and the rest of me aches to get out of bed. <laughs> Going back <laughs> on your career, if somebody said, you know, let, let's get a good performance by Corbin Burnson, what would it be? What would you want him to watch? That's a, it's a great question. I, you know, I was an okay actor back when I started, I think, you know, LA Law was the material was great. Um, you know, you, you talk about law all day on the show, so you understand there's so much drama and comedy and absurdity of the human kind in law, if you will. Um, so sometimes that material can carry me. I'm actually thinking stuff I'm doing more recently is far more interesting uh, as an actor. And with my writing, my whole creative spirit is different. Uh, I did a, a, a one episode of a show called American Gods about a year and a half ago, it was on Stars, and I thought that that started to show who I was. Um, uh, and I just I just directed a film called Life with Dog that's about to get released. Um, not in theaters. It's going to. Yeah, it's, I'm not quite sure where it's going to be yet. Um, but uh, uh, I just watched it with an audience the other night at a small film festival in Atlanta. And people, I looked at it and thought, wow, man, I, I really enjoy that character that play. Uh, and I don't mean to make it relevant or make it about that and use this opportunity to pitch that. But I'm really enjoying what I'm doing now. I look back, certainly L.A. Law was great. I you know, watch you know, Roger Dorn in Major League. But to me, that was, was sufficient. I don't know. At best, it, it did the job and I did it well. But I think what I'm exploring now is just so much more depth to it. So... Whatever comes up from now forward, I think it's going to be far more interesting, at least for me, you know, to do. Um, you know, back then, you just, I don't know. I wasn't ready yet. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't fully baked. <laughs> All right. Look, can you tell us a little bit about life with God? Yeah, sure. It's about a man. But a lot of films I've been doing recently are, um, uh, or have to do with, um, you know, I'm going to say faith, but I get a, I get, you know, um, I get a little scared because I think people jump immediately to, you know, Christian come to Jesus when I talk about that. Um, I personally, after my father passed uh, uh, 10 years ago, started really had this wake up call like, oh, okay, 
this is real and this this does not go on forever um uh not that i ever thought it did but is the realities of that sort of fit uh and i started exploring you know what what we're doing what we're doing and what my life has been and within that certainly comes you know this notion of faith and all the things whatever your religion might be um you know whether it's in the christian faith and the notion of heaven and hell and you know, what is the bigger bigger picture, if you will? So the company started to re-explore faith. I was raised Christian, a Christian scientist, really. Uh, and I just started putting my head more around that stuff. And I started writing it in conjunction with everything I've already told you about getting older and, and the, the dilemmas we face. Uh, Life with Dog is, is the perfect merger of the two. It's about a man who loses his wife in a mysterious accident. She was somebody of faith who was, you know, was Christian and was, you know, fully acknowledged and embraced and rejoiced in being Christian. Her husband, me, uh, did not have faith. In fact, I said in the movie, she had faith, I had doubt. They worked wonderfully well together, which I do believe. When she dies, you know, now he has nobody to help him through the grieving process of her because that's what she would have taken care of and it's a, a movie about uh, this man who for the first time in his life has to step into that that question that part of life and into his life comes a small little dog a wise old dog i should say and um he uh steps towards wisdom with this dog now one could say dog is god god dog backwards is childish as it seems that's fine anybody's interpretation, but this mysterious dog walks into his life and suddenly things start to become clearer to him. That's life with dog. Enjoy the rest of your life. I hope that film's successful. <laughs> Thank you for being yeah. on Connor's Corner. I appreciate it, man. We didn't talk much about the law, but, uh, you know, maybe it's better. I'll try that another time. All right. Thanks, buddy. We all know someone who's been touched by cancer. It's the second leading cause of death. And it took the life of my father, John Wayne. But even in his final days, he was thinking about helping others and publicly campaigning to raise awareness about cancer. His courage and grit inspired our family to do everything we could to fight the big C, as my dad called it. So we did something about it and founded the John Wayne Cancer Institute 35 years ago to advance life-saving research. Our discoveries are fundamentally changing the way cancer is treated around the world. Cures are within our reach, but we can't do it alone. I'm Patrick Wayne, and I'd be honored if you joined us in the fight against cancer. You can make a lasting legacy by helping to eradicate this deadly disease. Together, we can save lives. To learn more, visit jwcigiving.org. That's jwcigiving.org. If you're a homeowner age 62 or older and are finding it hard to pay off debt, or how about enjoying your retirement years with less stress? A government-insured reverse mortgage may be the answer or might be the perfect solution for you and your family. Hi, this is Frank Melia, a certified mortgage planner. I've been a mortgage specialist for over 20 years, and I've helped countless homeowners all over the tri-state area tap into a little or a lot of their home equity so they can use it right now. This past October, the federal government made changes to the reverse mortgage loan program. Give me a call now so our office can show you how these changes affect how much money you 
you receive and how the annual mortgage insurance costs have decreased. My job is to help you find the best solutions for your retirement goals. I do this by educating homeowners with straightforward information and answers. It's free to call and speak with me, Frank Melia, to determine if this FHA program might be able to help you and your loved ones now. Call and speak with me right now. I'll answer your questions and help you decide if a reverse mortgage is right for you and your family. Make the call now, 888-943-2646. Or try me on the internet at www.quanticbank.com backslash fmelia. Once again, call 888-943-2646 and you could be on your way to a stress-free retirement. Frank Melia, NMLS number 62591. All loans provided by Quantic Bank, NMLS number 403503. Welcome back to Ask the Lawyer with Mike Connors. Okay, again, welcome back. Our next guest is longtime chairman of the New York State Conservative Party, Mike Long. I just want to say something out there for you Christians listening to the show. The Conservative Party of New York State is the only political party that has in its platform the right to life. But let's hear Mike talk about politics over the state and over the, for this election season. Welcome to the Connors Corner segment of Ask the Lawyer. With me right now is an old friend of the show, Chairman of the Conservative Party of New York State, Mike Long. Welcome to the show, Mike. Good to be with you again, Mike. Okay, we're in an election year again, and election's very, very close right now. Looks like Andrew Cuomo's obviously got a good shot of winning. But does that mean we shouldn't vote? Well, I, uh, there's no question about it. he's the front runner. He uh, is ahead of Marcus Molinaro, who's running on the Conservative Party and Republican Party line. Um, but... That does not mean you stay home and not vote. Matter of fact, that's what Andrew Cuomo's hoping everyone does, stays home and don't come out to vote. Um, you got to take a look at what how he's campaigning, meaning Cuomo. He's not campaigning and talking about what he's going to do for the future of the state of New York or what mandates he's going to uh, get rid of or taxes that he's going to lower. He's campaigning against Donald Trump. And that's just to cover up all his failures as governor of the state of New York. We are the highest tax state in the nation. Uh, the MTA is just broken. Uh, issue after issue, you've got corruption. The Buffalo Billion, you have corruption up and down the state of New York. His closest advisors are all on their way to jail. That's why he doesn't want to campaign nor does he even want to debate Marcus Molinaro. I believe Mark can pull this off. I believe it's not impossible. Yes, he's the underdog. Yeah, and you know, one of the things about Cuomo, I mean, he's made some of the most outrageous statements. America was never that great. Remember a few years back when he was talking about there's no place in New York for people who believe in the right to life, no place for people who believe in the Second Amendment? Well, he's wrong on all the issues, and he hits all, tries to appeal to the far left, Every minute of the day, instead of talking about the issues of what what is wrong with the state of New York, instead of dealing with why industry is leaving the state of New York, instead of talking about the one million people that have left in the last eight years since he's governor, and we have a constant outward migration of people in the state of New York. We're in bad shape here. And the only way we're going to turn that around is we need new leadership and we need honest leadership. If you remember when he first ran for governor. I didn't support him, but he said he was going to be transparent. He said it was going to be an open government. He said he was going to do away with the big money deals. He has participated in more pay-to-play schemes in the state of New York than any guy. He's been the, he clearly is becoming the modern-day most corrupt governor 
uh, most corrupt administration of any governor in the in the state of New York. Which says a lot. Which says an awful lot. Right. We know the press doesn't care, or they don't care about anything that Andrew Cuomo's administration does. I mean, it gets hidden. You know, even like poor Governor Patterson, he took a couple of baseball tickets, and it was front page in the New York Times. Correct. (laughs) Here, Governor Cuomo's closest friend, considered the third son of Mario Cuomo, is on his way to jail. And... The governor claims not to know anything about what happened and how it happened. No, it's it's totally unbelievable. Let's not forget to vote. Now, there are other races in New York State. Can you comment on some of the other candidates the conservative parties endorsed? Well, I think uh, another race that's going to be competitive is Keith Wolford, who is um, running for attorney general. Um, clearly, um, uh, Keith is a modern-day success story, born in, up in Buffalo, uh, became a very, very successful lawyer, has a very huge partner in a large law firm. Uh, he doesn't come out of the political uh, arena. He is independent. It would be helpful to have an, an attorney general that really represents the people of the state of New York and not the special interest. Letitia James, which is the liberal Democratic opponent, uh, is will really not make a move without Andrew Cuomo's blessings. And she would be a disaster for, as attorney general. So I think we got a good shot there. Uh, clearly, uh, Jonathan Trichter, he clearly a severe underdog, but a very bright, articulate guy, understands finance very well, understands that the controller's office is not being run properly, but he has a, a tough uh, way tough job to get his message out. All right. Now, you, you know, getting back to Keith Wolford, I saw in the Law Journal uh, a couple of days ago that Letitia James was calling for production of all his records at his law firm, <laughs> that he was partnered, delving into personal things like that. I mean, hasn't it gotten to the point where where did this all come from? I mean, Kavanaugh is a, a, you know, a, a good point going back to grade school, whatever it is. Well, maybe maybe that's what Letitia. Well, I'd like to go back to Letitia James's grade school, see what the heck we find on her. I mean, the whole system is out of control, Mike. We really are. Uh, what the onslaught that we watched or what happened to uh, a good man like uh, Judge Kavanaugh and what they did to his, him and his family and the accusations without any evidence of anything, uh, it was just a, a very sad scenario. And it makes you wonder if anyone in the future is going to put themselves up for federal judge uh, as if this continues. If this kind of personal and onslaught of destroying one's uh, an individual uh, because you don't agree with their political philosophy, we really have a problem in this country. And what's going to happen when they start to get for candidates, if every candidate has to go through this sooner or later? Because you know very well there are going to be some people looking at some of the Democrats on that committee, and they're going to try to play hardball and get back in them, and that's going to get back on the other side. It's a destruction of our system, in plain English, what's taking place. And, and what the, the left did to Judge Kavanaugh is a very sad commentary to the future of uh, Supreme Court judges and the future of the appointment of federal judges. Now, on the same show this weekend, we're going to have Diamond and Silk on, and they're talking about how there are a lot of minorities, African-Americans, who are now shifting. And Burgess Owen was on a few weeks ago, the former Jet Safety, and he said the same thing. Do you have any opinion about that? Right, look, and, and you saw what happened. You know, you may not agree where Kenai West performed in the, in the Oval Office, but the bottom line is then disagree with the way he performed. 
But now the left is out destroying him as an individual, he, saying he's psychotic, he's nuts, he's crazy. And now they're going to try to ruin his career because he stepped out of the mold. You can't step away from what Hollywood wants you to do. Otherwise, they set out to destroy you. Right. I mean, we saw it a little bit with Clarence Thomas, whatever, how many years ago. But Clarence Thomas was accused of relatively minor things in today's world. Well, if, look, I submit to you, go back to the Kanye West in plain English. If, in fact, uh, he is as crazy as they're all trying to make him out, then why are they all so afraid of him? Why are they so afraid that he's made a connection with the with a conservative president and the possibility that he brings people to move off uh, the Democratic line over to the conservative line? That's what the Democrats feel. Right. And, and that's I, I don't really know what's going on, but I know, like I said, Burgess Owens was on the show a few weeks ago. He he definitely feels that way. He feels that things are going to be changing. And of course, Diamond and Silk, who are doing it in a much more humorous way, you know, ha- have the same point. But Diamond and Silk is really, they're terrific. They're good. They're sharp. They're smart. And, they, and on top of all that, they're very humorous. Yeah, you're going to see Dummycrats. <laughs> That's their latest movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. So Keith Wolford, Molinaro, Trickner. Right. All right. What else we got to look for? What, what well, about the one of the things Mo- we really have to worry about in the state of New York, we have to hold on to the state Senate. If, in fact, if in fact Cuomo does win and he brings in the entire state Senate with him, when I say the entire, that the total control flips to the Dem- liberal Democrats, we're going to be years before, decades before we make a comeback here in the state of New York. And the city and the citizens of the state will begin for a very rough ride with taxes, regulations, mandates, businesses. It will not be a it's not a friendly place for business now. It will be a very unfriendly place. And could you just explain the balance of power right now in the Senate? By one vote. Yes. By one vote. So we need to win uh, clearly up and down the state of New York. Every conservative Republican senator has to win. Uh, we have a shot to hold on to it. I, I, I'm very optimistic there, but we have to gain a couple of seats because two years from now, reapportionment comes. And if the if the conservative Republicans are not in power in the state Senate two years from now, and when you're down by, say, two senators or three senators, after reapportionment and Democrats are in control, you'll be down by eight, nine senators, and we will not see sunlight for decades. Yeah. I mean, it's very hard to explain, but that's the way it works. That's the way it works. The people in power are going to draw the lines. And uh, look, Bay Ridge it was a community I live in. There was a period of time that we had two Republican conservative assembly people. 20 years ago, there was a reapportionment. And after reapportionment, well, I'm talking about 20 years ago okay. when it happened. 20 years ago when it happened, they got rid of the two Republican conservatives. Democrats were in control. They drew the lines. We wound up, we, we lost two Republican conservative assembly, wound up with five Democrats. So they divided my community where I live, Bay Ridge, five different ways with five different Democratic candidates. Well, going back there, when Florence Sullivan was here, member of the assembly from Bayridge, Brooklyn. If you went to a street corner, and depending on which one of the four street corners you went to, you were in four different districts. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. So Absolutely. You talk about gerrymandering. <laughs> it's like they went to her home and then just That's divided right. from four ways. It made from it there. impossible how to win. Right. Right. And and if you want to prevent that, good government types out there, the best thing to do is to have a balance of power. Don't put all 
don't put let the Democrats completely in control. Don't let the Republicans, which ain't going to happen. New York, in New York State, State does not need a one party system. New York State has enough troubles as it is uh, with Bill de Blasio as mayor of the city of New York, giving Andrew Cuomo more power in Albany. It will be no, nothing but a disaster for the citizens of the state. Mike, I got one last question. Somebody, a young young person out here. And in fact, a couple of weeks ago, we had Fran Vela Marone, and we were talking about how she got involved back 30-some-odd years ago. If a young person now wants to get involved, how do they get involved with the conservative party? Well, they pick up the phone. They call headquarters. I'll be glad to see them. I'll send them to if, if they're, whatever county they're involved in. I'll hook them up with the county leaders. Um we need young people. There is no question about it. And uh, uh, politics is a good place to be at times. Very frustrating. But if you believe in something, you want to make some changes for the future of your state and your nation, then the political process is where it is. And you want to get involved, get involved. I mean, right. you're, not, you're, you're going to welcome these people. I know that. Absolutely. There is no closed door. All right. Mike Long, New York State Conservative Party. Thank you for being on Connor's Corner. Don't forget to vote on Rose C. Hello, this is Father Frank Pavone of Priests for Life. The pro-life movement is winning. One of the signs of progress is the growing mountain of medical evidence that abortion harms women, men, and families. Even researchers who identify themselves as pro-choice are coming to this conclusion and publishing their research. Abortion advocates try to hide and bury this information. But so much of it continues to come out that their efforts to hide it will not succeed much longer. Abortion really destroys itself. The more it continues, the more it reveals itself as an enemy of the human family. Those who advocate abortion say they care about women's health. But if they do, then they will have no honest rationale for ignoring the harm that abortion does. As the mountain of medical evidence against abortion grows, so should our hope that it will end. This is Father Frank Pavone, National Director of Priests for Life. Whether you need help with drafting a will or trust, power of attorney, health care proxy, living will, or protecting your assets from nursing home costs, Connors & Sullivan's goal is always the protection of your rights and interests. The professionals at Connors & Sullivan have been helping people like you plan their estates and protect their families for over 30 years. I'm Mike Connors. Come to our office for a free initial consultation. Talk with me or one of our experienced attorneys to see how we can help you protect your family, your assets, and your legacy. There is no one strategy that fits everyone, but the biggest mistake when it comes to estate planning is no planning at all. Call Connors & Sullivan Attorneys at Law today to schedule a free initial consultation with an attorney at any of their convenient locations in Brooklyn, Midtown Manhattan, Queens, and Staten Island. 718-238-6500. That's 718-238-6500. Or visit their website, connorsandsullivan.com. Welcome back to Ask the Lawyer with Mike Connors. Okay, up next is Diamond and Silk, Beth's favorite political commentators. They're great. They're great. Enjoy. Now, one morning, we taped this conversation a little while ago. And, you know, for those of you who follow the program, we tape a lot of our interviews uh, ahead of time. And then we play them over several different weeks, depending on when we're broadcast. So they're talking about their premiere on October 15th. But still, go see the movie Democrats. Here's Diamond and Silk. Welcome to the Connors Corner segment of Ask the Lawyer. With me right now are the two most entertaining political commentators on the social scene today, Diamond and Silk. How are you guys doing? 
Oh, we're doing wonderful. I hope you're doing well. So what's your project that, that you're doing right now? What's that about? Okay, so listen, so we're being featured in a movie called Dummy Crack. Mm-hmm. We know that the president mm-hmm. is draining the swamp. So what we're doing is exposing the swamp and exposing the hypocrisy. So I think a little laughter is good for the soul. We want everyone to go to dummycratsthemovie.com. That's dummycratsthemovie.com um, to get your tickets. It premieres in theaters nationwide October the 15th, a one-night premiere. We want to see your face in the place. You want to say that one more time because some people like me are a little slow. Really? Dummycrasthemovie.com, <laughs> you all. We are exposing the hypocrisy mm-hmm. on the left. That's right. Now, why should we see this movie? Well, you know, I think that it is imperative that we not listen <clears throat> to sound bites, but let's look at facts. That's let's right. show you what's going on in these certain districts. You know, we have one congresswoman running around talking about we have to impeach 45. Here she is. She don't even stay in her in the district that she represents. She's living in a $4.3 million mansion on a $174,000 salary. Mm-hmm. But the people in her district is living in tents. So it's time to show and expose what's happening. If you are big and bad enough to talk about we have to impeach 45, then you are big and bad enough to be called out on your hypocrisy. That's right. And the reason why you're putting pointing a finger at our president is because you don't want nobody to see what's going on in your district, mm-hmm. what you're not doing for the people. We, as the American people, have the right to criticize Congress when they're not doing their job. And listen, this is what we're going to have to do. You don't want to work for we the people. We're going to have to vote you out. That's right. You know Maxine Waters is going to get reelected. So what can we do about it long range? So this is what we need to do. We need to wake more people up so that they can pay attention. Mm-hmm. If Maxine, and see, this is people are so used to just voting anything in and thinking nothing of it. They don't even think when they vote, they just uh, just automatically do automatically it. You better it. look at what's happening in your district. If you're tired of all of this homelessness and all of these people that's not thriving and and and, and all of these poverty and people living in despair, then you better vote right before you get left again. What else is your, your movie's not just about the district of Maxine Waters, is it? No, no it's no, not no, a, no. just about the district of Maxine Waters. We visit other districts. We also send somebody down there to the border to take a closer look at what's happening with the border and on the border and with the border wall. That's right. I mean, what we what we are basically doing is showing you how these Democrat-ran cities how they operate, and how they're full of poverty, how they basically advocate for people to be impoverished. When you go to different cities and see people defecating in the streets, but no one seems to care about the people, the human being, you're treating them like animals. Americans need to see that and understand that, that you have people, congresswomen and congressmen, that are sitting up there uh, uh, and, and they're making money. We as the taxpayers, we are paying their salary. We pay their salary, so technically we are their boss. They're there working for their own greed and not the need of people. They're there working for illegal aliens and DACA instead of the American people. If you are working for Americans, there's no way Americans, veterans, should be homeless in your streets. There's no way that American children should be homeless living in tents in your street while you're living in a mansion.
So we're showing the hypocrisy of everything that's going on. We're giving you the truth with proof. We're giving you the facts, and we're not holding absolutely nothing back. We're giving it to you straight from the gate. We are exposing the swamp and letting people see exactly what's been going on. What brought you guys into the light? What made you become involved in politics? I'm going to tell you, we didn't mean to become involved in politics. <laughs> we just loved Donald Trump, what he was saying. It made sense. I'm going to secure the border. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bring back jobs. All of those things make sense for uh, uh, the prosperity of America. We loved it. You could say we created the Trump train, and we was on from day one. That's we right. We just didn't know that we were going to be, our voices was going to be national, and all of these people will hear it. And this is pure passion. Uh, what we talk about. I think it's important that we look at the trajectory of our country and we look at who's representing us. And if Mm -hmm. people are not working for the American people and they're working for their own greed Mm -hmm. and not the need of people, they need to be voted out and we're going to have to call them out. And you got to also remember that we used to be lifelong Democrats where we were taught that just because you black, you had to vote Democrat. No matter who the head of the ticket is, you vote for the head of the ticket, no matter who's on it. You vote for the head of the ticket, no matter what they say they're going to do, what they're not going to do, what they've done. You vote for the head of the tickets because you consider a quote-unquote Democrat. But Diamond and Silk, we found that just because you're black doesn't mean that you have to vote Democrat. You can think outside of the box. You have a mind to think for yourself, and there's nothing wrong with voting for Donald Trump. Somebody who is not beholden to Hollywood or the or these lobbyists. You do you understand that President Donald J. Trump is not even getting paid? He takes one dollar and gives the rest of his money away. It's just that easy. He's running this country like a business, and that's why you see economic growth. You see jobs coming back into this country. You see people working again, prospering again, um, opening up businesses again, purchasing homes again, all because of a president that's only been in office for under two years. He's done more than any other president in the history of this country. Well, let me ask you guys something. You think that the the voting among minorities, African-American community is going to change over the next few years? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. People are awoke. People mm-hmm. are paying attention. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. When they look at the fact that they can go and pick and choose a job right now, mm-hmm. yes, it is the trajectory is changing, and that's why you have left in such an uproar in the hissy fit. Look at what's happening with Kanye West. How he said, well, wait a minute, I can think for myself, right. and I'm not afraid anymore. And look at how they're trying to ostracize, criticize, and stigmatize him, trying to destroy him all because he dare think for himself. himself. So, mm-hmm. yes, black people are waking up. They're looking at the hypocrisy on the left. They're looking at what's going on. They're looking at what really matters to them. They're looking at it. And, and let me tell you something. A lot of these people, they're going to be voting red. They're going to be voting Republican. Let me ask you something. Have you guys been ostracized? Have you Obviously, you've taken a lot of criticism. Facebook has practically shut you down one time. Well, let me tell you like this here. The more they hate, the more we educate. And we let people know that we can no longer vote for a system that keeps handing us crumbs. It's not going to be no give them enough to keep them quiet, but not enough to make a difference. Mm-hmm. We absolutely love the fact that this president is making a difference, and I don't care what the color of your skin is, he's making a difference for all Americans.
And we are still being censored by these social media giants. And we realized that, you know, the president, he won this last election by we the people through social media. And what Diamond and Silk, what we both did is basically master their platform by getting people out to vote, and they did not like that. So now that you have this, the, the election coming up in 2018, they have figured out a way to try to censor conservative voices by not sending out notifications. We have 1.7 million followers on our Facebook page, and they won't even send out notifications to those individuals, letting them know whenever we've dropped a post or a video or or content or what have you. So basically, they they breached their own uh, uh, privacy, uh, uh, their own policies, what they basically did. But then when you have individuals, they won't let you like the comments. They won't won't allow people to share the comments, won't uh, uh, share the post, or won't allow people to comment on the post. We have, we get so many different complaints. Whenever you have YouTube demonetizing our videos for what? Saying that it's not suitable for all advertisers. And I mean, what I can't understand for the life of me is that if this is supposed to be a neutral platform for all voices, for all people, then why are algorithms being put in place to silence some people? What I, we basically call this as a political lynching. It's a political lynching where they no longer uh, lynch you with nooses now. They're lynching you with algorithms by choking out your platforms. So it's time for people to continue to rise up. We have a president that do not mind using Twitter. We we are so glad that he's using Twitter to get and keep the message out there to we the American people. Thank you guys for what you're doing for the United States. A lot of us really appreciate it. And we got to go out and see Democrats. Yes, you got to go see Dummycrats. If you could stop what you're doing right now and go to DummycratsTheMovie.com. That's DummycratsTheMovie.com. We have a one-night premiere October 15th. We want to see your face in the place. Go get your tickets right now, DummycratsTheMovie.com. That's what I'm going to ask my secretary to do right now. Thank you for being on Connor's Corner. Thank you. Thank you you for having us. Okay, well, welcome back again. So... I Beth, you're smiling, so I guess you like that. They interview. are two of the nicest people. I think I've been their fans from the very beginning. Um, they're never mean, you know. They they don't they get upset when other people are mean, but they don't. They use humor, and how you could how you can censor nice people who use humor to get their to get their ideas out there. And and let vicious, mean people speak their peace is is beyond me. That's wrong. It's wrong. So I don't know. I don't know where we're going to do with all these technic technical giants. Well, you know, Ron Maxwell has complaint last week I know. about you know how they're they're ripping off the artists and the, the the filmmakers or whatever. There's no conscience. Now next week, a week from. Uh, well, on, on Saturday, October 27th, there's going to be a special on 970 The Answer where I'm going to be interviewing Father Paul, Father Paul Balicki, who runs that mission in the in the Middle East. So you may want to check on it. It's going to follow our regular show at 6 o'clock, and then they're going to play it at 7 o'clock, an interview with me and, and Father Balicki. And, and Father Paul is truly one of the great individuals of the 21st century. We're gonna, we're having a party for him. It's it's a fundraiser for his med- for medical supplies, and that's everything's going for the medical supplies. But it's a party. 
Um, anybody, everybody is welcome. Um, Mike, you've got the the info in front of you, but I, to our li- everybody that's listening, listening, just come meet him. He is, um, I think, a living saint as much as anybody else. But he's got a sense of humor. And he's that's not politically right. correct, and, and that's the not. first thing he'll tell you. You know, I'm not politically correct. I don't believe in political correctness. But it's going to be at the Bayridge Manor, 476 76th Street, Brooklyn, New York, on Thursday, November 15th, from 6 o'clock in the evening till 9 o'clock. Tickets are 75 bucks, and it can't be for a better cause. And believe me, every dollar is going to go straight to the, the charity. There's no middlemen here. Everything raised is going to go to the charity. People are going to pay for the dinners and it's, everything. Yeah, you, it's food. Yeah. It's food. You get to meet Father Paul. There'll, you'll, you'll see his artwork will be there. Um, I, it's just, and it's comfortable. It's not fancy. It's not show-offy. If we were doing that, then he wouldn't get all the money he needs. So it's just going to be a lovely evening, good food, Good company. Please, please join us. <laughs> and, again, you're going to have a good time. And if you haven't heard Father Paul speak before, you know, it's worth He's it's there. Worth the if you want to know what's going on in the Middle East, in oh, there's the music. Oh, no. David Kincaid, time to go. Bye-bye. See you next week with Father Paul. To sing this all the way. We are gathered here on hallowed ground. Voices raised, heads bowed down. We're gathered here on hallowed ground to sing this song away. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.